from University Athletics. This is the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. Welcome back to the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Philip Tang, Carmen Lastoria here with you. As always, this podcast brought to you by Food City and Carmen. Somehow we survived homecoming and everything that went into this weekend. It was a fantastic weekend. Playoff action, postseason action, regular season games underway. It was a fun weekend. Uh, it really was. You know, homecoming's always special on the campus of the university. We had a jam-packed schedule uh, athletically, and the weather was perfect, and some great results. I mean, we'll, we'll dive into it here uh, in our second segment, but, uh, you know, just some great results, some important uh, victories along the way, and a great crowd. So, yeah, it was a wonderful weekend, and we did survive it. There was a lot yes. going on. Uh, we can tally up how many graphics and videos and photos that Jonathan Murray and his team put out. It was in the 200 Yeah, range, it was over 200. Uh, which is incredible. But, uh, yeah, just a, a great weekend all around. We talked about the postseason. Cross-country teams won both of their regionals. Women's soccer won their quarterfinal. And the men's soccer team had an upset over the number two seed West Alabama in penalty kicks. And our guest was part of that. Matias Seams, one of the defenders for the Flames soccer team, got the win. And, Matias, what a feeling that must have been when you guys win it in penalty kicks. That may be the most nerve-wracking way to end a game, do you think? Yeah, no, definitely. It was, it was very, very nerve-wracking, but I'm just glad that we got the win. Now, take us through your emotions during that. You know, obviously, you guys had kind of held the advantage in that in that match for, for most of it, but you couldn't quite get that goal, right? That's how sometimes soccer goes. Then you go to PKs, and PKs are a crapshoot. So take me through your emotions just before you started penalty kicks. Uh, I guess I, I was just confident. I knew that we'd practice penalties throughout the week and a few weeks before that, and I, I knew that I trusted our goalkeeper, and I knew that the guys taking the penalties were, were going to score. Did um, did Coach Potiker tell the guys, hey, if we're going to penalties, here's who's going to take it before the game, or is it the you know basically after the extra time finished, here's who's going out there? Uh, yeah, so we got the list right after extra time finished. We kind of knew the order uh, beforehand from just taking penalties in practice and the order that we were taking them. But, yeah, we got the final list right before penalties. Yeah, take us through uh, the play of Jacob Burkhall because, obviously, as a defender, you and, you and him were closely together. And, you know, he was inserted into the lineup relatively early in the year, and so he's gained some really positive experience. But uh, as a freshman coming in to play goal, what, what has he meant to the team this year? I mean, I think yeah, I think he's been great. Uh, Jake's um, helped us through some some complicated games and made some some really good saves. And I mean, he was he was exceptional in the penalties, so he, he really helped us out there. The back line for the Flames this year's had a couple cha- different changes. He had some guys graduate from last year, but you and Noam are kind of the outside part of the group staying together. How have you guys clicked with Ruben back there this time? David played some last year, but not as much. But then Ruben, I was, mentioned Ruben being the new guys. How have you guys kind of clicked together this year? I mean, we ju- we just have a great group. I think I we just we just understand each other. It's been it's been really easy. Obviously, I've played with Noam for for a few years now, and I've had some chemistry with playing with David a few games last year. But Ruben just kind of slid into the to the lineup, and there's great chemistry between us. Now we talked about the PKs, uh, Matias. Yours had a little extra spice to it. <laughs> uh, so here's what happened for those who weren't watching. So you took the third penalty kick, kick, and the shot was saved. 
by the West Alabama goalkeeper. So in that moment, you're, you're obviously kind of a little disappointed. Man, he got the save. And then your teammates are saying, whoa, 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 whoa. So take us through what happened. Yeah, so um, when I shot my penalty, I missed. Um, the goalkeeper was off his line. So for those who don't know in soccer, I mean, that's a retake. Um, but I was walking back, and I was obviously disappointed. I was like, you know, I can't believe I missed, you know, all the emotions. Um, and then I just see my teammates pointing back at me, and and they were like, yeah, you go retake it again. So I was like, okay, what do I do now? You know, where, <laughs> do I go to the same place that I always go? Or do I switch it up? And I was like, no, I'll, I'll just stick with the place that I, that I go to and stay confident. And thankfully, I, I scored. Yeah, that showed a lot of mental toughness because obviously, I, I mean, you take the first PK, you miss, and you get the second chance. But in the back of your mind, you got to be thinking, oh, God, don't miss again, right? <laughs> and so, and you did not, my man. So uh, congratulations on that. And then following up, Jacob got a save, and then David scored, and then hit the crossbar for West Alabama. Talk about that momentum switch when you get the re you get the second opportunity, and then Jacob comes around and makes a save legally. He didn't leave his line early. What was that kind of switch in your mind for the team, the confidence level? I mean, it gave us a huge boost in confidence. I actually I didn't see the save. I uh, I was nervous. I always in penalty shootouts. I look the other way. I can't <laughs> look at the. I feel you. <laughs> but um, I know I, it was a great save. I rewatched it, and um, it just gave us immense confidence. And once he saved that one, we knew we all had to score for for us to win, and we did. All right, now it's on to the GSC semifinals. You guys will travel down to Huntsville, which will host the GSC semifinals and championships. So 7 p.m. Eastern on Friday, you face an old rival. You faced West Florida many times in the GSC tournament. Uh, we've gotten the better of them a few times. They've <clears throat> excuse me, gotten the better of us. You did go down there and beat them in a big regular season win. So uh, what's the feeling going into this GSC semifinal? I mean, obviously, West Florida are always a tough opponent. But, I mean, we beat them regular season, and we deserve to win. And I think we have the will to win again and, the, the I guess, the skill in the roster. And I think we, we have a good chance of beating them. What makes West uh, Florida uh, good offensively? Because they're, they're the top third, three seeds. What makes them so good offensively? I mean, they, they just have some good players. They had a few players be uh, All-American uh, last year, and they, they're just willing to play. They, there's, they're one of the teams that are willing to play the most in the GSC, just keep the ball on the ground and, and make some plays. Now, as one of the veterans of the team, what has kind of been your message? What was your message to the younger guys on Sunday? And then what will your message be to those younger guys? Because obviously, as you continue to win in postseason, the stakes get higher. So what have you done as a leader on the team to kind of, you know, you got some veteran players, but maybe settle down some of those younger guys? I mean, uh, for the younger guys, it's it's just been just enjoy it. You don't know how many how many postseason games you're actually going to get. You don't know what's going to happen, where you'll be in the next three years of your college career. Um, you don't know if you'll be able to qualify for playoffs. You don't know. So just, you know, go out there, enjoy, play your best, and just, you know, work work hard for, for the team. And hopefully um, the result from the work is just that we win. So what's going to be your plan now? Because your time is coming to an end here at Lee. You had senior day the, uh, a couple of weeks ago. What's your plan after graduation? Uh, so I just actually accepted a job um, doing data analysis for right. a government contracting company. So I'm moving to – it's remote, so I'm moving to Jacksonville, Florida. Um, moving with my brother, and I'm going to be working starting in the next few weeks, actually. Oh, really? Oh, very nice. Well, congratulations, man. So, there you go. Come to Lee. <laughs> yes. You know, you can have a great soccer career and then get a job right out yeah. of the gate. So that's exciting, my man. So uh, what have you enjoyed most? Uh, you know, hey, the journey's not over yet. Hopefully we can get the, get the result on Friday and keep this thing rolling. But when you look back at your career, what have you enjoyed most about it? 
I mean, obviously, you know, I love soccer. I love playing and stuff. But I think the best part has just been the memories with my teammates. Guys that are, are not here anymore. Guys that are still here. Mm -hmm. Just trips, fun memories. Um, and obviously, out, on and off the field. On, uh, in the hotel. Um, and then, obviously, on the field. Whenever, whenever we play together. Winning, losing. Just being together as part of the team, I think, is something that is very hard to find. And I'll definitely miss outside of college. Is there is there a phrase or a lesson or a principle that you've learned from Coach Potiger that you'll take with you, uh, and not just even in regards to soccer, but just like a principle of, of life that you can kind of take with you, you think? Um, no, I mean, I just – he just I tells us to, you know, um, it's important to be good soccer players and stuff and work hard and be um, – consistent in your work and stuff but it's also very important to be a good person at the end yeah. of the day and life is just about details as well so you know you have to focus on the little things in order to be successful absolutely how, how did you end up coming here to lee i always find that fascinating how different people come to, to come to lee yeah so i actually transferred i was at another school at over roberts university in tulsa yeah they're all Oklahoma. right yeah. <laughs> um and i just after being there for two years i didn't really like it that much and um i entered transfer portal got contacted by a coach potter and i mean had a few schools but i once i visited lee and i talked to coach potter a little bit more it was it was a no-brainer decided to come here well, we're glad you made that decision, Matias. Uh, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast, and best of luck in the GSC semifinals on Friday. All right, thank you, guys. We'll take a quick break and be back with more here in a moment on the Burnham Up podcast. Attention shoppers, don't forget to ask our certified butchers for great recipe tips. This is an authentic butcher shop where meat is hand-cut in-store, beef is ground fresh daily, and expert advice from a certified butcher is always free of charge. <laughs> free advice? That's what I call value. The quality I crave. The value I count on. Nobody does food like Food City. Welcome back to the Burnham Up Podcast. Philip Tang and Carmen Astoria back here with you. Brought to you by Food City. And Carmen, Food City offers so many different different options for you well they really do they've got you know the uh coupons the value card their online ordering how about fuel bucks you know yes. gas is expensive and so their fuel bucks program is fantastic saving money is easier than ever with food city fuel bucks that's right you're in one fuel buck for every dollar you spend plus receive bonus fuel bucks on qualifying prescriptions and participating gift cards for every 150 fuel bucks you redeem you'll get 15 cents off per gallon at Food City Gas and Go. You know, Philip, we're getting into the holiday season when more and more people are traveling, and so gas prices can get expensive. If you can get 15, 30, 45, let it build up even a dollar off of gas, uh, that would be huge. For a limited time, only some restrictions apply. Please see store or visit foodcity.com for details. Food City, of course, a proud sponsor of Lee University Athletics. We're so glad to have them on board, and we're so glad that they are the title sponsor of the Burnham Up podcast. You can also get your groceries delivered straight to your house. That's easy. I mean, you just go online, foodcity.com. Yes. You place your order. They bring it to you. They leave it at your doorstep. Boom, you're good to go. So uh, Food City's making it as easy as can be. If you are out and about, though, you know, they've just about got the renovations done oh, on the almost store done. there on Keith Street, which looks beautiful, North of, or, uh, Coy Crossing and Keith Street there. Uh, they're also, of course, finishing up building uh, they're, they're brand new facilities, uh, in, in, uh, in Charleston. And so, man, it's just food city is really investing in they our are. community and we're proud to have them on board. 
as we mentioned, it was homecoming this past week. It's hard to know where to start, so I guess we'll just start with by the date. So we'll start Friday night. We had Volley for a Cure and Senior Night for the Lady Flames Volleyball team. Great crowd for that contest and a great night with the Mary Ellen Loker Foundation. Got to present a scholarship as well this year, so even better night. Yeah, and then that's always such a, a powerful moment. It's really what it's all about, right? So a scholarship is given to uh, a student whose family has been affected by breast cancer, and so that was a very special moment. Uh, great crowd, great support, a lot of money raised, uh, 16th year of Volley for a Cure, and so really p proud of Coach Krista Fobb and her ladies for all their hard work in putting that together. You know, on the court we ran into a bit of a, a buzzsaw in Valdosta State, uh, but, you know, the night was, was more than the, the final score. It was about what what we were doing for Volley for a Cure, the money raised for the Mary Ellen Loker Foundation, and the scholarship given to the family affected by breast cancer. So a very special night. Yeah, it was definitely a tough matchup on senior night in Volley for a Cure, but they rebounded on Sunday. We'll get to that in a moment. Then Saturday morning we started with the alumni brunch over the RCC. That was a fun event. There was a lot of people that came back for that one. Yeah, 60 to 65, I think, athletic alumni. So uh, it was so great to connect with them, right? We, we want to continue to reach out and, and, and want to make sure that our athletes, once they graduate, they know that they're still part of the Lee family. And so it was great to see everybody there. Uh, it was a beautiful morning. And so just a great tradition now. That's two years now. Uh, that's our second annual uh, athletic mm -hmm. alumni brunch and just a great opportunity to connect uh, with the athletes who come back for homecoming. Definitely so. And then we shift to Basically, we had the parade, homecoming parade. All, I didn't get to see it. I don't think you got to see it either because we were getting ready for the basketball game. But no. almost every, every team basically that was in town walked through and was ready to go for it. And I'm sure that was a fun experience. Yeah, the flame walk is always great. I've been to a lot of them. And you have the alumni that kind of line up on the Ped Mall. And then you have all of these different groups and organizations on campus, clubs and organizations. And then, of course, all of our athletic teams participate in that as well. So it's really kind of a, a hallmark, a staple of the homecoming weekend and then that led us right in of course to uh the homecoming basketball games which walker arena there was more people in walker arena saturday than i've ever seen it was uh, packed. I mean, jam-packed wall-to-wall um you know probably three thousand close to three thousand people in that arena when it was all said and done so yeah just a really uh uh really special day and uh you know special acknowledgements too obviously the games were exhibitions we took care of business yes. uh, pretty handily against uh, a couple of Division three schools, Maryville on the women's side and Covenant on the men's side. But uh, one of the most special moments was a uh, uh, the first media time out of the men's game, mm -hmm. getting to honor Coach Carpenter uh, for his service to Lee Athletics, uh, both as an All-American player, a coach, and, of course, as, as the excellent athletic director for the last three decades, his wife, Cherry. Many of you know uh, you know his, his health battle. He's battling cancer right now. So to be able to – bring them on to midcourt and let 3,000 people give him a standing ovation. Yes. I mean, it, 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 you know, I get chills thinking about right. it even right now. Exactly. Um, and so I know it meant the world to him and Jerry, and it was so well-deserving. So that was such a special moment. Um, my fraternity, Alpha Gamma Chi, I was a student mm -hmm. at Lee, and we celebrated our 60th anniversary, and so there was over 300 uh, former Chi guys in the house. They were at the basketball game. Uh, and then, of course, we recognized Coach Moppin and his right. family as the new athletic director, so that was a special moment. So there were there was just a lot of special moments in addition to uh, some pretty good basketball as well. Yeah, I don't think the crowd realized we were going to recognize Coach Carpenter, but when he walked out, you could tell everyone just got excited right. that he was there and was able to be a part of that for sure. Yeah, very special For moment. sure. And then we also got to give rings out to golf and women's golf and women's basketball. That was fun during those homecoming games. You talked about the crowd. It was packed for the women's game 
and then even more people squeezed in somehow for that men's game. Yeah, there wasn't know. there wasn't an empty seat in the house, so I, I was glad that I was up in the perch there uh, with with George, and we were calling the game. But uh, yeah, jam packed crowd as you mentioned. It got to honor the women's golf team for winning their GSC championship last spring, women's basketball for winning the GSC regular season title last year. Uh, so it's always nice when you're giving away rings, uh, and so that's always a special moment. And then of course at halftime of the men's game, we got to honor. The Hall of Fame class, which was right. inducted uh, Saturday evening, and that included, of course, legendary volleyball coach Andrea Hudson, uh, longtime athletic trainer and director of sports medicine Jeff Mullins, All-American women's soccer player Summer Lanter, and uh, the seventh all-time leading scorer in women's basketball history, Aaron Walsh. So just an incredibly gifted and talented class. Uh, going into the Hall of Fame this year that has really made a lasting impact on Lee Athletics. Uh, definitely so. It was definitely a nice dinner setting as well. Just in the Was that the first time I was in the bottom of the chapel? That's the second year second we've time. done that. Okay. And it's a beautiful setting. It's the perfect space for those of you who are familiar with the Lee campus, the Stone Chapel, uh, the John D. Nichols room, which is uh, – uh, at the in in the bottom there, and it's just a beautiful facility. And like I said, it, the weather was perfect, it was and awesome. so it was just a really special night. Food was outstanding too. I thought uh, the food yes. was pretty good. The food was uh, very good. You know, you and I had been on campus since about seven that morning, so it was it was nice to get a nice meal there. And uh, you know, Coach Carpenter, uh, in, you know, in uh, presented Andrea Hudson, which was a special moment. And uh, Jeff Mullins uh, was introduced by Coach Mark Brew, and and those two are are very close, and Jeff's going through his own health mm -hmm. battle right, right now as well, so he's in our prayers, and um, Coach Chris Hennessy uh, introduced Summer and then had to jet right out uh, <laughs> to, <a soccer. laughs> to get ready for his playoff game, and then, of course, Marty Rowe uh, introduced Aaron Walsh, and, uh, you know, what a dry eye in the room. I mean, there was a lot of no. emotion. You could tell how much Lee Athletics meant both to those who were presenting the inductees and to the inductees themselves, so special moment. You mentioned Coach Chris Hennessy. The women's soccer team was the last event that night. It was a long day, 7.30 kickoff against West Georgia. We scored in the first minute and then held on to win 2-0, and they move on to the semifinal round of the Gulf South Conference tournament. Fun night for that. Yeah, uh, undefeated. You know, women's soccer is undefeated, uh, number three team in the country, and certainly uh, deserving to get into the GSC semifinals. And they've always made it to the GSC semifinals. They have not – they have never mm -hmm. lost – uh, GSC opening round game, which is which is quite incredible. So, uh, hats off to Coach Chris Hennessy. They will now be set to battle Mississippi College in what should be a great matchup in the GSC semifinals on Saturday, or excuse me, on Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. And uh, West Florida, the number one seed, actually got upset by West Alabama. So in double overtime. In double overtime. So the door is kind of open. I mean, Mississippi College and Lee both with. Uh, you know, if whoever wins that game is certainly going to be favored in the GSC championship. But one game at a time, Mississippi College is a very well-coached and, and talented team. So uh, we'll see what the ladies can do on Thursday. The two events that w were not at home that were competing on Saturday was the cross-country regional. The Lady Flames and Flames both handily, handily won their regional. Aria Hawkins won the 6K. Uh, Matt Fowler's our top finisher. I think he finished fourth in the region, and they just absolutely rolled through it once again. Yeah, I mean, 14 all-region runners, I think, was uh, the final count there. And uh, Aria Hawkins joined Celine Ritter as the two female runners who, who won the South region individually. But a dominating performance by Coach Kayla Morgan and his runners. Uh, just a fantastic job. Uh, that's now the fourth straight region championship for mm -hmm. the women. That's the second straight region championship for the men. Uh, the women are on some kind of crazy run. I mean, they've won six straight 
GSC championships. I think it's seven, seven straight now. Seven straight, excuse me. Seven straight GSC championships, four straight regions. And then it, the, the number even balloons from there when you start adding up the consecutive track and field titles they have. But when we're just talking cross country, seven straight. Yeah. Seven straight GSC titles, four straight region championships, an unprecedented level of success, and they just keep rolling. It seems like they're getting better, <laughs> yes, uh, they are. which is a scary thought for the rest of the region. But, yes, congratulations to Aria Hawkins, um, Danielle Horder with a top ten performance, Lisa Kellerman with a top ten performance. Um, I mean, the ladies were just dominant uh, all the way around. McKenna Cavanaugh was fifth. Horder, as I mentioned, finished sixth. Ashlyn uh, Iliff was 13th. So, I mean, you just it was incredible uh, performance by the ladies. And then, as you mentioned, just a balanced attack by the men as well to win their second straight. And they did kind of the similar thing they did in the uh, conference championship, kind of in the mix, not really ahead or behind anybody. And then they kick it into gear that last probably 3 to 4K and just put on the pressure. And, you know, top 10 finishes for Stephen Clark as well. It's a deep, this is a deep region with Huntsville and Mississippi College and then like Tampa and every riddle out of the Sunshine State Conference. It's a deep region, and to win as, by as much as they did was quite impressive. Yeah, Stephen Clark and Jacob Hatcher were 8th and ninth respectively. Uh, Ezekiel Harless placed 4th overall, and Roberto Fajardo uh, was 13th. So, once again, just a, a balanced, dominating attack on both sides. So, congrats to, to both the men's and women's cross-country teams. So, not this weekend, but next week. Uh, uh, yeah, next weekend they will be going to Joplin, Missouri to run. Hopefully it won't be snowing like it did last year in Seattle. I don't think it will, but you never know in this time of the year. But... We'll see what they can do. I know they've got high expectation for this national championship. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a thought that the women could could really be in the mix for a top five, certainly a top ten finish, and the men anywhere from you know ten to fourteen. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I think both teams are expected to have one of their better finishes uh, in the history of this really uh, talented program. So, then on Sunday we had a women's volleyball game that was kind of like, all right. Let's keep the energy up from the previous day, and the energy was there because the Lady Flames got a 3-1 to one win over West Georgia and clinched their first berth in the Gulf South Conference Tournament for the first time since 2018. Yeah, congratulations to Coach Bob. You know, it's it's tough to come back like that. You know, you have the uh, a little uh, break in the act. You know, normally you play Friday, Saturday, but because of homecoming and all of the events, we had to play on Sunday. And, yeah, it kind of got off to a little bit of a lazy start. They lost the first set, and it kind of felt like, okay, are we going down the same road that, that we did on Friday against Valdosta? But to the Lady Flames' credit, I mean, they really got rolling, and it was keyed by Abby Stroh. I mean, Abby yes. Stroh uh, was incredible down the stretch there. Hats off to Cameron Halpin, uh, who secured 1,000 career digs right in the right near the end of that match. Like so the second-to-last point. Second-to-last <laughs> point, she got 1,000 career digs, and then the Lady Flames just uh, cemented it with the 3-1 to victory, which also, as you mentioned, secured their first GSC playoff appearance since 2018, first winning record since 2018. So um, Coach Krista Fobb has done a fantastic job in her first year as head coach. They still got one more game left in the regular season. They'll mm -hmm. go down to shorter on Saturday, and then, uh, then it'll be GSC tournament time. And so we'll see uh, where they end up playing, who they end up playing. But uh, really, really special. Good first year under Coach Krista Fopp. She's done a really nice job and very happy for uh, Allie Whittinghill, uh, Taylor White, uh, Ashton Middleton, and Cameron Halpin. Those are the seniors, along with Abby Stroh, who was right. actually recognized last year but decided to come back. Uh, you know, those five seniors had been through three coaches. They had been mm -hmm. through a lot uh, since coming to the program. And so to see them be able to finish it on a high note, right. really, really important and really special. Depending on where they – if they beat Shorter, they'll be the seventh seed. If they lose to Shorter, they'll be the eighth seed. And then – after that, it's kind of jumbled of four through six 
through slash seven is all kind of jumbled up, so we don't know who we're going to be playing quite yet. But the first round of that conference tournament will be on that Tuesday, November the 14th. We already mentioned the men's win. That was such an exciting win in penalty kicks over West Alabama. Got the upset. You know, they tied West Alabama 1-1 during the regular season, so I knew they had a shot, and they were playing them tough. They were actually outplaying them 95% of the game, just couldn't find the back of the net. Yeah, I think they outshot them like 22-7 to or something like that. So usually when the, the shot differential is that much, you would think you could find the back of the net on one of them. Credit West Al for keeping the clean sheet as well, though, uh, during regulation and extra time. But, yeah. Uh, shootouts are a crapshoot. We've been on the right end of them. We've been on the wrong end of them. And fortunately, we were on the right end of it on Sunday. Women's soccer, Thursday evening, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, will take on Mississippi College in the semifinals. And then on Friday, the men will play, same time, 7 Eastern, 6 Central against West Florida in the semifinals. Women's basketball starts on the road their regular season in Huntsville as well. So a bunch of teams in Huntsville this weekend. They take on the defending South Region champs in Tampa, who've already played three games because they got one of the tip-off last week. So they play three games up in Montana, I believe, or North Dakota, somewhere up there. And so they'll take on a really good Tampa team. Yeah, it'll be a good test. I mean, obviously we, we liked what we saw, but it was against D3 competition and homecoming that, that appears to be a deep team. I really like uh, the pieces and the players that Coach Rowe and Coach Spangler have added this year. Uh, but they'll get a good test right out uh, of the yes. gate on Friday against uh, an always dangerous, always <laughs> tough Tampa team. So it'll be a good barometer kind of where this team is right now. And then they'll face Florida Southern, uh, another you know traditionally solid program on Saturday. Uh, get Kind of get your feet wet in non-conference play right. before you head into the GSC. But uh, I think it's going to be another good year for the women's basketball program. And then the men's basketball team will open up the regular season at home against Edward Waters University. They are a new NCAA Division II program coming out of the NEI. They're in this SIAC. So they're, it's a region game. There's only one game this weekend. They're not part of a crossover. It'd be a good little test early on. Yeah, and much like the women, there's a lot of new faces on the men's basketball yes. team. And so I think that was part of the reason why they were ranked fifth in the preseason poll, which is a little bit you know, lower than we traditionally are ranked in those preseason polls. But it's just kind of a lot of unknowns. But I'll tell you, I like it. I like some of the players that Coach Bubba Smith has brought in. Um, you know, and certainly J.J. Barnes, uh, graduate transfer from West Georgia, brings a wealth of experience. Uh, and then some of the freshmen look like they yes. could be impact uh, producers as well. Um, and so it's, it's, I think it's going to be a really, uh, you know, really fun year because it's mm -hmm. just got a different feel to it. You know, you still have Deion Hendricks there and Noah Bowler. Um, and, you know, you've still got Tariq Dalton and uh, Josh Lowe is right. back. Uh coming back from injury. So you've got some familiar faces out there. But, yeah, it's going to be a different feel to this men's basketball team, but uh, very talented. So we'll, we'll see on Saturday. I'll be interested as we yes. officially get it tipped off, uh, kind of see how we, how we play and how the rotation looks. All right, before we wrap it up, this one's going to be hard this week because there's so many options. You know, I was thinking about this. Fired up moment of the week. You could choose from five different sports – Non-sport, it's hard. It's very hard decision. Very hard decision. So you know, I mean, you could go a number of different directions. I, I guess I'll go, and you go a different direction. Okay. And I apologize if I'm stealing one of yours, but I'll go with cross country as a whole. Okay. Okay. Um, it is easy. It's you know, it's it's the Alabama syndrome. I call it. You know, or or even the Ohio State. I'm a Buckeye fan, right? And so it's this it's this idea of. You know, if you're an Ohio State fan, you expect the Buckeyes to win the national championship every year. So everybody's right. saying, oh, what's the matter with Ryan Day? I don't know if he can cut it. I mean, the guy wins like 95% of his games, right? When you're really good and you win all the time, a lot of times you take it for granted. Yes. And I think our cross-country teams, on some level, maybe some of our fans, oh, yeah, they won the region again. Great. 
it's hard to do that. They make it look easy, but it's really hard to do. And so I just want to salute them. That's my fired up moment. I mean, to win four straight on the women's side, region championships, not just conference, region championships, and to win two straight and, uh, you know, three out of the last four on the men's side is just really difficult to do. So congrats to Coach Kayla Morgan. Congrats to his athletes who have put in the work. Um, that's my fired up moment of the week. Well, you did not take mine because I'm going to go with the men's soccer team winning in penalty kicks on the road in a, in a hostile environment. The football team came out of their meetings and was cheering on during <laughs> that uh, penalty, extra time and penalty kick. So you know there was a lot of tension against them. They had to move them, actually. They had to move, you them, know? Yeah, they had so. to move them away because you can't be directly behind the goal there. Um, it, it's a great point, Tang, because you know we talked about this. Last year we were the two seed. CBU was the seven mm-hmm. seed. They came into our place and beat us, scored two goals in the last 10 minutes, and ended up winning the whole thing. Right. Winning the conference tournament. So the GSC is so balanced, who's to say that we right, don't come exactly. out, play exactly. well on Friday, and then maybe make a run? So, uh, But, no, that's a great moment. I'm very happy for Coach Pottinger and the boys. Uh, yes, definitely so. And then seeing them celebrate after that last penalty shot for West Alabama hit the crossbar and bounced on out. So that's my fired-up moment of the week. We've got another busy weekend. Carmen, we're both going to be traveling to Huntsville at different points. I'm going up Thursday. You're going Friday. And hopefully we can bring back uh, two more Gulf South Conference championships. Absolutely. Want to remind everybody, once again, if you have not yet, go to the App Store. Do it right now. Download the Leaf Flames mobile app with everything going on. You won't miss a minute of the action and all the latest news, videos, highlights, watch games, follow along. All weekend long, all year long, download the Leaf Flames mobile app right now. This has been the Food City Burn'em Up podcast. For Commonwealth Story, I'm Philip Tang. We'll see you next week.